This podcast is a Bendigedig Media production. Hi, I'm David Cottrell and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. Hello, lovely listeners. It's Mitchell Gad here, and welcome to episode 178 of the wonderful A Touchline Ramp podcast, talking shit about the beautiful game. This week, I'm going to be talking shit about the beautiful game with my partner in crime, Mr. Luke Smalley, aka Smash. Luke, say hello to all our listeners. Afternoon, evening, morning, brunch. Hello. Wherever, yeah. Wherever you are. Whatever time of day. Hello. Yeah, exactly. I'm in a good mood tonight, Mitchell. Are you? Yeah. Well, it's, been, it's been a few weeks, and yeah. we had a couple of weeks off. Um, yeah. And we've come back to the most mental week that football's had in a while. I like can't remember a week like it, to be honest. It's, it's, it's been crazy. And it's only Tuesday <laughs> as we were recording. <laughs> It is, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's mad to think it is only Tuesday. It might not be Tuesday if you're listening, sort of, you know, later in the week. It might be. It might be Thursday. It might be Friday. But as of time of recording for us, it is Tuesday. And God, what a week, eh? Where to begin? It's, well, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Because thinking ahead now, if I'm listening to this on a Thursday, I'm the speed that this that football has developed over the last few days. I God knows what Thursday version of me will know that Tuesday of me doesn't right now as we record this. Because how is this story going to progress? Like we the, could the, be we... playing football on the moon by Thursday. The, the, by the Thursday. rapid speed is the way things are going. <laughs> we'll be recording this podcast using nothing but our minds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just, I, I just yeah, it doesn't bear, bear thinking about, it, does it? <laughs> Right, for anyone who doesn't know, and you just, if you listen to You have to, to have been living podcast, under a rock, wouldn't you? Yeah. If you, if, you, if you didn't know, well, I mean, I was going to intro and say, well, here's a little rundown of what's happened, and then we talk about it. But I think if you don't know what's going on in football at the moment, like even if you're not a football fan, it's, it's one of those things where, like I even got, like my mum is saying, oh, what about this Super League, eh? You know, she's, yeah. she, you know, the, uh, you know, my wife is like, what about this Super League? Like, they, they don't know anything about football <laughs> and they're asking me about it, and, you know. They haven't got a clue. I've yeah. met both of those people and they, I can confirm, they don't have a clue about football. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, they don't. So when you do know, that's the sort of barometer, isn't it? If you're getting asked by that person in your family or that friend who who talks to you about football once you know once every blue moon then then you know that there's something big going down isn't there and yeah. there's something well, big happening yeah there's something big happening well, as you say we were you know usually do a rundown of this is what we're going to talk about this week but i have a feeling we're just going to talk about the european super league the proposed european super league <laughs> and proposed... the, Im- yeah. the impact that that tournament whether or not it actually happens, and it's looking increasingly likely as we record that it's not going to happen. 
But whether or not it does happen has had the biggest impact on football, the world of football. And it segregated 12 football clubs yeah. from the rest from the rest of the pack. It's like they broke rank. 12 yeah. clubs. And, and yeah. it's yeah. just baffling. It's just insane. I mean, like you said, it's, it's looking increasingly likely that it will happen. I mean, what I think we've mentioned on, on the podcast before, but for those who've who kind of um, sort of new listeners or whatever, I I'm recording this from Australia. Luke records; he, he's in in Wales, and so I, I we're recording this at sort of my morning and Luke's night. And the speed at which this is developing, I woke up and um, before before you know hitting record on this podcast the whole the whole shift had happened again and Woodward sort of you were telling me that Woodward's on his way out the, the Chelsea yeah. Chelsea look like they're gonna the Man City and Chelsea look like they're already backing out and so like even from the time that I went to bed a few hours ago and woke up, <laughs> woke up things <laughs> by the time we finished recording this things have changed but let's let's assume like you said let's let's go back to I suppose the the the, the announcement first and I think what sort of strikes me, and I, my view on this, and then we'll get yours, Luke, is I think there's always been money in football. There's always, you know, for a long time now, we no one is kidding themselves that money is driving the game and the size of the TV deals that there are now. There are, there's a bigger gap between the haves and the have-nots. But what I think has really struck a chord, and like you said, there's a, there's a breaking of rank here, is this the, the impact it has on what people are called, I guess, the football pyramid. And yep. what I think is the thing that what, what I, it goes back to what I love about football and what I love about football is it's not, uh, it's hard. It's not elitist. It's pure. You could be a kid in the poorest part of Brazil. And if you've got, you know, this sort of worn down leather ball, you could yep. put jumpers for goalposts down, whatever, kick a ball against the wall in the street. And you could, end up changing your life and going from absolute poverty to a global superstar that can yeah. look after his or her family. And that for me is what it's a, it's a game that you can just play and it doesn't need all this kind of, all you need is a ball essentially and some mates and it doesn't need lots of kind of, there are other sports I love where you need equipment and things like that, but you can play it, pick it up and play pretty much anyone mm. can do it. And, and it's a meritocracy. Now, what I think this does is it strips away competition and meritocracy. You've got a situation where, in the proposals, if you're a founding member of this league, you could earn more money from coming bottom than someone who joins it as a non-founding member and wins the thing. You've got a protection of the people who are always going to be in there. It protects them. It protects their money. And it just takes away that ability for a club to to come from rags to riches by their performance on the field and then it's yeah. and suddenly the whole thing becomes meaningless like someone said and they put it well there's been so much written and said about this whole thing uh, but one of the things he said is like in the lead up to Leeds v Liverpool does it really matter Liverpool are fighting for their place in the Champions League but does it really matter? And do they really care? Because, to, like, and, and that's what it's going to be. Like, do will results really matter? And so I think that's why this has really struck a chord. Because, like I said, there's always been money in the game, but this is about stripping away 
yeah. that right for clubs to to earn their way into success. So I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are, but that's what that's what it boils down to for me. Yeah, it's it's. Oh God, I, I don't even know where to begin with it all. I don't know where to, you said quite a lot of sort of my we share an opinion on it. It's everything about it is anti football, and it's turning it into the Super Bowl, you know, or the World Series. Um, it's commercial sport, even down to Flor- uh, Florentino Perez saying that he he thinks ninety minutes is too long, and they were going to make the game shorter. Like, how out of touch can you be? Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's how far removed from a sport that you're apparently in. They don't know football. These people don't like football. They don't care. No. Edward Wood, the Glazers, Perez, or Agnelli, all of them. They don't care about football. They just care about money. And tonight, United's share price dropped. And Woodward resigned. And now there's, there's rumours of the Glazers looking at selling up. Uh, all that's because... what they care about. Yeah. All be, yeah, and that's that's what they care about. The share prices, everything has gone down. So they need they're looking at it and thinking, if we get out now, we'll make a killing. Mm. And hopefully they do. And I hope that money, you know, rocks them to sleep at night for the rest of their lives, but they can get the fuck out of my football club. Um the other side of the coin on this that I think looks needs sort of addressing is how in some people's eyes it's almost like UEFA and FIFA have become the good guys. And the doyens of like, you know, um, responsibility and their traditions and how they uphold the str- standards of FIFA. Is that don't hang on, don't confuse the matter. The Super League shit, but so are you away from FIFA. They're all corrupt as shit. They just okay. care about the money too. Like Platini was seen as the one who's going to take over from uh, Set Blatter, and they both turned out to be as corrupt as each other. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's, it's just... like the enemy of my enemy is not not necessarily our friend in in yeah. this situation. They are. Let's make no mistake about it, they are. They are not the good guys, but they are still very much heels to use a wrestling term. Yeah, um, but they. It's like, know, but, if this but... had gone ahead, imagine if this had gone ahead, and Sky Sports went, Gary, we're going to bid on the TV rights. <laughs> do you want to do the commentary? What's Neville do? Do you know what I mean? It's like. That's what I loved about Gary Neville. Like Gary Neville actually say, caught saying the Glaciers were like a stain on. They needed to get out of the club and they needed to get out of the country. Mm. On Sky, just like what what Gary Neville just said on live TV, the Glaciers must have been like, "Oh fuck," because <laughs> like, they were already hated by Man United fans. Like Man United fans, the ones who love the club. I, I hate the Glazers so much. They they've robbed our club of money, and without them, imagine being we could become this like the biggest fan run club. Well, like it would be incredible. The problem is, is I worry that what will happen is some pin you know the tin pot dictator will come in and buy the club from like Saudi Arabia or something. That's we'll the buy, problem. Yeah, it, it, we'll buy the club. It's, it's, yeah, it's almost like well. I mean, I surely it's not a case of better the devil, you know, here because the glazes are the pits, really. But what some another thing that there's been, like I said, there's been a lot of, like you know, so much talk about this. Everyone's written about it. Everyone's talked about it. And, and Gary Neville has been brilliant in in calling 
out and what he said is, is absolutely been spot on. Another thing that was interesting that someone pointed out um, when you think about it, it's just, it just shows you what this bizarre kind of situation that's happened is yeah. that you had a Liverpool press release that had Joel Glazer from Man United quoted in it because yeah. he was obviously the co-chair of whatever this new Super League was going to be. And I think that was something like that. Yeah. There was someone said, you know, it's, the dark times and you've got Joel Glazer from Man United, who, by the way, <clears throat> someone pointed out, has, has not given a single interview to the media in however many years that they've owned the club. Was it like 12 years or something? I don't yeah. know. It's quite a while now. He's not given a single media interview. Um, and or I think he had or maybe one at the start. And now he's now he's suddenly the bastion of the game talking yeah. about its future. It's ludicrous. It's ludicrous that someone like Joel Glazer has been put forward and talking about, yeah, how this is going to safeguard football. But he doesn't know football. He didn't. He doesn't know. He's just looked at it as it's it's money. That's all it is. It's just it's just money. Um, and let's not let's not leave out those fuckers from FSG Liverpool as well. I mean, they're you know they're yeah. oh there's that uh, you know they're all you know uh, the, the 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 lot of them really. It's it's just. It's 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 a and and they've been rightly condemned by the other clubs and like you said, who it may it's looking like the the backlash yeah. is working, but really the backlash is is the fact that there's share it it's going to affect the money and that's where it'll hit them. That's where it's going to hurt the most. And if if it looks like that's going to be the impact, then that's the most likely thing to stop this. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it will be interesting because the the difficult thing that I was where I was at last night with, if it does go ahead, like I would be, I it was a point. There was a point earlier in the week where I was kind of I say early in the week as we said this is only Tuesday. It just feels like it's been a long week. But there was a point where I was like, well, I hope it does happen in a way because I want to see these these dickheads get the book thrown at them. I was like, go on then. Let's see what happens. Let's yeah. let, get thrown out. I was I, I was at that stage where you know you go through those stages of like um, denial, pain, or whatever. You know, there's that there's that chart of emotions you go through when you've experienced something. And I feel like I was. Yeah. I went the shock and sadness, and then there was anger, and then there was like you know acceptance of like yeah, go on then. Let's just see what you got, and I'm gonna like, kick them out. Strip, get their truck. You know, points to that. Say, kick them out now. Do you know and what I should like, happen? Do you know what I think still should happen? They should still get some sanctions. I think even all if 12, they all twelve should still get sanctioned. Um, they should still have potentially a points deduction or potentially a suspension from UEFA competitions next year. So they will not yeah. be in Europe. Like every one of them, just like right, you're going to have a suspension. You're not going to be in the Champions League or Europa League. You will not qualify for any of our competitions. That throws open. Then what I like about that. And I'm speaking this way as a Manchester United fan. I still think it should happen. They should be banned from European competition next year. And then the next teams out in their leagues. So if top four are gone, then it's five, six, seven and eight will qualify for the Champions League. But if one yeah. of them's, you know, and, and work, it, you know, work it like that. So what that does then is it punishes the clubs that have been fucking dickheads about this. And try to just rob everyone and just fill their own pockets with billions and billions of dollars. It means they 
suffer for it because they're going to lose income because they're not going to be in any of the champions of the European games. They'll lose income next season. And also, the clubs that they try to fuck over benefit from it. <laughs> like, I don't see... Yeah, exactly. Do you know what? Do you know what? It's... Leeds will be I in agree. the Champions League. Who I doesn't agree. want to see that? Do you know what? I think exactly. Do you know what I think is it? What is just, I still can't quite get my head around. Like, if you go back to, go back to the last time there was a big proposal, it was Project Big Picture. Oh, and God. that again was rejected. Now, the thing about Project Big Picture is you could, it, it was rightly condemned and we were against it on this podcast. There were there were certain elements that you know in, had you could they, they were kind of poorly executed or thought out ways to effectively you know get a certain result. What I want and what I meant by that is they were try, you know they were they were trying to say well we'll we'll support the lower end of the pyramid, but in doing so there was a protection again of the certain teams in the Premier League. But what I thought with that was it was almost like a let's get there's calls to say there's too much divide in, in, in the pyramid. How do we get around that? How do we protect the lower leagues and the team after COVID and all the cash-strapped teams and the, the threat of you know going out of business? And it was almost like, let's get a, a straw man down. Let's get a start of a 10. I almost yeah. thought they were like kind of chanting their arm, but they thought, well, it's, good. it's there for people to say, right, well, we like that, that and that, so we're now around the table. Now, there hasn't really been... Um, you know, a draft, you know, version, you know, 2.0 come out of that. There might be. But this, this, I can't even see where, where it's the start of a 10 because what, and what I don't get is what, what were they expecting? Like, were they, ex- like, you've got these clubs now saying, well, this isn't, this isn't quite what we thought would happen. You know, we're going to have to back out now. When they put that proposal out there, were they, you said they don't get football. Like, I, 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 I think that's genuinely, that is true because, I just can't see, and you got like you mentioned the the Florentino Perez interview, which is just like it's where you don't know where to begin. I, I won't even go there because you know we haven't got all night, and it's just it's just bonkers. If you this is read. a man, Florentino Perez is a man who made his name in football simply by being rich and being able to recognize who the best and most popular footballer in the world was. That's literally what he did. And a lot of people can do that. <laughs> I, well, you they and can't I, get rich, but they could you get and I, Mitch, Literally, <laughs> you and I could do what Florentino Perez did at Real Madrid. Oh, we could just go, right, okay, who do you want to sign? <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. we're, sign, we're signing Haaland. There you go, bang. Or Mbappe. You know? It's, it's just bong. And I, I mean, I just don't know what they were expecting when they put the proposals there. Like, were they not expecting UEFA to come around and go, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to, yeah. we're going to have to ban you. Like, I, I do not know what they were expecting. I mean, like, we haven't got time. We'll probably talk on another. We talked about UEFA not being the good guys. I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk on, an, on another episode because we just there's so much to talk about this time about the new format of the Champions League, which is just a, another joke and yeah. has lots of issues it's as well. Ridiculous. But, but like this is just anyway. I'm sure like, we could talk we could talk all, all, all night about it, but we will have to move on from this one. But you know, I'm sure by the time yeah thing you know by the time we finish this recording tomorrow things have moved on and we'll probably <laughs> focus on it next week as well. But it's um, just it's been can, can I have a shout out? Go on. Just to finish this section, 
Yeah. Um, shout out, please, Mitchell. Shout out. Everton Football Club for this statement. Everton is saddened and disappointed to see proposals of a breakaway league pushed forward by six clubs. Six clubs acting entirely in their own interest. Six clubs tarnishing the reputation of our league in the game. Six clubs choosing to disrespect every other club with whom they sit around the Premier League table. Just, it's, it's brilliant. Fire. Six clubs taking for granted and even betraying the majority of football supporters across our country and beyond. Like, it's, it's whoever wrote <clears throat> wrote that that statement needs a raise because whoever did that, they that they've smashed it. It's, it might be the best press release I've ever seen. <laughs> I think they, I mean, I just, it, it just sums it up perfectly. Yeah, it's it's superb. It's a superb statement. And um, yeah, and we fully agree. If you um, want more I, great social, uh, great commentary and content such as the Everton press release, follow us on Twitter at a touchline rant. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So slightly, well, there are, there was other big news this week. So let's talk, talk about Jose Mourinho. And I can't wait. Jose, Jose, Jose Mourinho. I can remember now. I'm thinking back to the, the documentary. He said, Jose, that's how you Jose. say it. Not Jose. Jose. So Jose Mourinho. And, you know, there are some talk that um, so he's, he's been sacked by Tottenham. There were reports that it had something to do with the European Super League. Whether you believe that or not, there are others that say it wasn't. Now, this, I mean, look, there were there. Were, it, it's not a major surprise that he's left Tottenham before the end of the season. I don't think, but what what surprised me about this one is the timing. You've got Jose is is is, is has a, a really good record in the League Cup in in the UK. He has he has won a trophy at every club he's been at. Uh, which he or, or not anymore, but that was his record, and he was very proud of it. He's going into a final where you know he's always he's got he's got history of 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 winning the competition. So Spurs desperate for a trophy. Wouldn't you you know? Wouldn't you wait and see next match that you, yep. w- whether he does the job for you again? And if he doesn't get rid of him, and if he does. Then keep him and, and and see how it goes, or still get rid of him if there's been a major mm. issue. This, so that's the only thing that made me think: is it maybe it is something to do with the European Super League? Because surely, like even Spurs, who it's are, got to be something. It has to be something. Something. It can't be just because of results when you've got a final no. a few days away with a man who has as good a record in the League Cup final as as any other manager in the history of the English game, mate. They are, they're higher, I think they're higher up in the table than they were, you know, they're much higher up in the table where they were when he took over. Um, Hmm. He's, the problem I have with Mourinho is that he's always a manager that I prefer in hindsight. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) This is the issue. When he's in front of me and he's in my spotlight and I'm listening to him and I'm watching the results of his teams, it's, I just, I hate it. Because it's just, it's like, it's moved on, mate. You can't play these games now anymore the way that you used to. They don't work. They're good sound bites, but they just don't work anymore. You need to have more to you. Look at Nagelsmann, you know? Um, but you can tell, what I like about Mourinho, especially this time around, you can tell he's seething. 
you can tell that interview where he got doorstepped or car stepped because he was taking stuff, personal belongings, like picking pictures out that he's hanging up on walls of him and ex players. And there's someone filming him and he's got a smile. And he said, I'm always in football. I don't need a break. I'm always in football. And he went back to the training ground today as well. Um, there's something's going on. It something's must up, be. Something's up. Something's, he's not, accessed the wrong file on the company computer yeah. or something. There's no, and it's true, you do not. I, I, I just, I refuse to believe, and I will, I will die on this hill. I refuse to believe that it is just because of the results on the field. They're in a that cup final at this moment in time. If, if it, like, if, like I said, if it's next week, and whether he's and he's and he's he's lost the final, which they are obviously they're comfortably you know second favourites in that. Yeah, get it. But. If it, if it's next week, okay, fair enough. But I just do not think they've sacked him for results this close to a final when he is. I think he's tied with with Brian Clough and yeah, but for the most league cups uh, won as a manager yeah. in the history of the game. So you don't you just don't sack like that's what you brought him in for to get a trophy. And yeah, it's the league cup, but your Spurs like no offense to Spurs fans, and I know there are. There are quite a few that listen. Mate, to listen. It, the fact this is, is Spurs. you can't beggars can't be choosers. This is what you've got it in for. So, yeah. <laughs> listen, the the fact is, right now we're watching lots of clubs backtracking publicly about this Super League business. Yeah, Spurs have said nothing, and that's just because they want to be the last one so they can claim they've won it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's the truth of the matter. Um, rumor, I reckon. They, they look. They, they were in this. In, they were in the Super League for about what was it? Two days. That's amazing for Spurs. They'll probably make another fucking documentary about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Our time with the elite Spurs, <laughs> and it's literally just going to be chaos on camera and a woman screaming in the corner and a house plants on fire. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but Daniel Levy sat in the middle going, oh, this is great, this is. Look at us. <laughs> how have we got here? How the fuck did Spurs get in that Super League? Sorry, I know we're talking about Mourinho, but how the hell? And I, I, need, I feel like I need to say sorry here because I know one of our listeners uh, is a Spurs fan. So I just want to apologise to her. <laughs> it's not a dig, but, <laughs> you know. She's <laughs> agree. Uh, I, yeah, I think they, and you know, it's yeah, yeah. There's been some cracking memes. In there talking about, about Mourinho, he's seething at this. But do you think he's done at the top level? No, I don't think he is. Actually, I, there are quite a few that have said that he is. I mean, whether he is, he is in 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 performance wise is another question. But in terms of whether he'll get another job, I, I don't think he's. I think someone in. I think it's someone in Italy. I think he might pop up in Italy again, you know. I mean, I say that with with no other than the fact that he did well at Inter Milan and um, and was yeah and and you know in Mourinho terms left on as good a terms as he left anywhere. <laughs> Do you know Milan. where I'd? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Inter at Inter, I think that's the best terms he's left. He left mm-hmm. to take out, you know, at Inter, he left them with the treble, with. Matarazzi crying in the street, hugging him after winning the Champions League, and Mourinho leaving, and knowing that he's going to Real Madrid. Mm. They, they wanted him to stay forever at Inter, 
but he Real Madrid were calling him at that point, and that it was a Real Madrid that it all started going wrong. Mm. But he, I, I think he'll he'll he's he's now probably in terms of like your where you sort of tier managers, he's probably in that sort of second level. He's he's in that Europa kind of bracket now, and that might be. I I, I think he'll still get a top job. I I do. I said I think Italy. Maybe where he gets it, but I, I think if you're looking at how he's performed as a manager, I think he's probably he's in that kind of second tier now, isn't he? He's he's, he's not going to be top of the very very top. No. We want a trophy um, uh, um, teams list. I don't think. Where do you want to see him pop up? I've got a team in my head that I just think he I would like to see him manage for no particular reason. I just quite like the idea of it, um, which is Leon. <laughs> I was going to say Coventry. Coventry's um, a good one. Just you know, for the bands. Um, your friend and mine and uh, co-host of this very podcast, Mr. Jordan Lloyd, will not thank me for saying this, but I'd quite like to see him at Wolves. <laughs> well, he won't, he definitely won't thank you for that. But, but you know, he I know that every time there's a job, that comes up in that sort of kind of slight, like, like sort of champions to Europa category. He's, he's fearful that Nuno is going to get a tap on the shoulder. And the last time it was when Art, the Arsenal job was available, he was a bit scared. And I, and I know, uh, like, he uh, was shitting himself. <laughs> he was shit. He said, let's so use a technical phrase. He was shitting himself. And um, Ryan Mason obviously is in charge of the season. And uh, with all due respect to Ryan Mason, I, I can't see, a, 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 I can't see Daniel Levy, even if he does really well. I, I just I can't see Levy going for him. So I there's think no chance. There's, there's no, no chance. Tour, there's no chance. He'd have to really smash out of the park. And let's be honest, there's more be... chance of me growing a uterus. <laughs> Spurs fixtures in the league are really good. So he, he has a chance to have a good record, but I just think Levy. Will go for a, a manager that can. That I, it's not the fact that like it won't be for necessarily his performances as, as a manager and results. It will be the fact that he'll want a manager that can attract top players and, and you know just won't do that. So I think. So what am I saying? Well, I'm saying that that job will be available now. Again, well, thinking back to that criteria, maybe Nuno he'll want someone with, you know, a. a, a a longer term track record of doing that and bringing in top top talent at a top European club. What but if Nuno, Wolves decide to Nuno's... move away from Nuno? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I can't see them. They won't. I, they won't. What if at the end Jordan. of the season? Bear in mind their ties to George Mendes, who is Mourinho's agent, as well as many of Wolves's footballers' agent. If George it, it, Mendes. It would... It wouldn't surprise if the week we passed. They brought Mourinho if the in. Job was available. It would. It would not. It would not surprise me. And it, look, Mourinho. I, I. I think he will get a kind of a Champions League. Sort. Of, it's kind of a borderline Champions League club job. But he. He will. He might have to set his sights at the slightly more Europa category, as I said. So a job like Wolves might be the sort of job where he'll have to kind of ply his trade. <laughs> ply their trade is one of those phrases you hear for like League One and League Two, isn't it? You'd have to ply your trade at like 
at lowly wolves. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to have to lower your standards here, Jose. Um, I'm not going to lie, Jose, it's not Cheshire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, who, who knows? It wouldn't surprise me if, a, if he did pop up there if that job is available i i think i think the nuno will be there next season because i think levy will go for i think levy will go for a for a foreign coach right we we, um yeah it's look allegri to spurs makes a lot of sense to be honest Mm, yeah yeah that's the more that's that's Um, sort of person that i'm thinking i think for jose i think i think the job like wolves is perfect i genuinely do i think so Basically, what I think you and I are both saying here is the quicker Wolves sack Nuno, the better. Yeah? <laughs> it's not, they are not sacking Nuno. They would be absolutely mad to sack Nuno. I think the season he's performed... The season he's... The season, the season Wolves have had with injuries, he is... They've had a shocker. They he's, have had a shocker. Got, he's actually done really well. So there's no way they're going to part company with him. It would have to be that he says, I want, I want a job that's available. That's the only way he's going from there. No two yeah. ways about it. But anyway, okay. um, uh, I, I want to uh, end with a question to you. Yeah, go on. Um, it relates to Mourinho. If he took over at Wolves, where would he live? What area do you reckon? Because I can't see him staying in Wolverhampton. Yeah, I can't see him like rocking up at like. Dud- he's not going li- to even like. He's not going to be in like nearby Dudley or something, is he? <laughs> You couldn't see him like, yeah, where'd you live? Like 14 Dudley Road, Dudley. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mourinho. It's just not, it's just not going to happen, is it? He's gonna We're going to get emails. <laughs> he's going to live, he's going to commute, isn't he? He's going to have to, he's going to, he will be, he'll be one of those where he'll, he'll, he'll do the old Manchester style rock up and live in a hotel while, while in the early days. And then yeah. he, and then he'll probably just end up going back to commuting because that's what. Yeah, I just can't. He will. He will. He'll. He'll. Yeah. He'll. He'll be in London. In a. In a. In a. In a. In a nice. In a nice apartment in where Chelsea. You live in Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. I digress. I. He definitely won't live. He definitely won't live in the Midlands. I can't see him unless he lives in. I could win do Birmingham, would he? Small Heath. That's where he should live. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We before this descends into any more madness. Uh have you got any other business? Any I haven't got any other business. Have you? Have you no, got... no, 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 none. Zero. None. Let me let me just see none. if we now got robot overlords. See if anything has happened. <laughs> <laughs> just let me check Twitter because anything like... could have happened. It's, we did. We talked about it before, where with um, post was it apocalyptic football that Alex Skinner presented on this show, and um, it does. He said, it, as he rightly said, it does. It does feel a little bit. Yeah, it does feel it's mad. Like that Do you want, week, isn't it? I've got some news for you. Breaking news to Go end on. this podcast. Jordan yeah. Henderson has just tweeted, and I am assuming that it is from because he's like. He called a meeting or something of the the league captains. So they all the captains of all the foot Premier League clubs have got their own like committee or something. So they meet up. So he called a meeting and he's just tweeted this. 
we don't like it and we don't want it to happen. This is our collective position. Our commitment to this football club and its supporters is absolute and unconditional. Good. Very good. Very yeah. good. Right. Should we end it there? And on that and on that note, thank you very much for listening. Um quick plug that we've got Mark O'Brien. Oh yeah. 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 So listen ex, next Derby, ex Luton, Luton, yeah. Motherwell. Newport County. So that's coming up. So listen to our, that'll be the next podcast, won't it? So um, please check it out. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Hi, this is the Blender Coach, and you're listening to a Touchline Rants latest podcast, Back of the Net. The podcast you just listened to was brought to you by Anchor. Ever wanted to start your own podcast? Now you can by using Anchor. Anchor is great at anchoring and anchoring away at Anchor. So you can anchor all night long if you like. Anchor. (laughs) Try Anchor.